if you are going to reach out to people, we'll provide value before you ask for something. So if you, I mean, instead of just asking someone, Hey, you know, I'm trying to get on, can you help me? Like, that's like, Hey, I've been, you know, I'm a graphic guy or something. I would love to do some free graphics for you. If you could just take some time and maybe meet with me and help me with, you know, I'm, I can't sell this or I don't know what to do with my music. You know, now you provided value to me. I'm like, man, maybe I need some graphic work or whatever it is. Or maybe you do copyright for emails. It could be anything. Or maybe you're a songwriter. Just if you could provide value, that's going to go a lot further than you just asking for something. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm going to share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're going to show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, so I'm super excited to be here today with Wishmaster. Wishmaster is a Grammy-nominated multi-platinum producer who's worked with some of the biggest artists and companies in the music industry, like Lil Wayne, MTV, Nelly, Pitbull, Tech Nine. Uh, you, you also just mentioned that you literally just got off a record with, with Tech Nine and a, yeah. a ton more. And uh, today, you know, with someone... A lot of times, I talk about this sometimes about, you know, if you really want to look at what Emerson said of, you know, who you are speaks so loudly, I can't hear what you say. And I think that especially when you're looking for mentorship or guidance, that uh, a lot of times if someone's telling you something, then you want to kind of look at who are they that they're saying. That. And, you know, what they say itself is one thing, but also just kind of like looking at who they are is so important. So Wishmaster is a great example of that, of like, you know, who you are speaks so loudly that... You're someone that, that I think uh, is everyone that's listening right now should open up their ears and uh, get excited to, to learn more about your story and how you accomplished the success. And more importantly, for people listening to this right now, how can they learn from um, your lessons and be able to apply these in their own music careers? So, yeah, man, thank you so much for taking the time to, to be here today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. I for look sure. so tiny, man, because I couldn't, I couldn't get my camera like close like you. So I look like I'm in this like little guy in this tiny room right now. <laughs> it's pretty vibey. I, it, it looks, it looks cool. So for anyone that's uh, listening, listening or watching this right now, who, you know, maybe they, they've heard of a bunch of those artists you've worked with and maybe they've heard of you and, and they, they don't fully, they haven't heard your story yet. Could you give a, a quick introduction of, about who you are and, and how briefly how you've uh, accomplished the, yeah. the success? So, uh, yeah. So I go by Wishmaster. I've been a music producer for about over 20 years now. I started actually um, making beats so that's just how I started. Well, I, no, I started, I'm sorry. I started as a DJ. So I used to, I'm from Chicago. So I used to spin out like clubs and I used to make mixtapes and just cool stuff like that. And then I was, I was actually at a, this really big club playing some songs. And I just noticed like the reaction that night was just like, people were just like vibing off those songs. I'm like, you know, I gotta, instead of me playing these songs, I need to create the music. So at the time, I was really big into like Timberland, Neptunes, Dr. Dre, and producers such as that. And so I, I decided, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to buy my first keyboard. And I'm going to teach myself how to make beats just by listening to what they're doing. So that's what I did. So I, I picked up my first, I think it was a Chord Triton was my first keyboard. I think I, I got a cheaper one before that, but then I, I upgraded to the Triton. And then I started making beats and I really didn't know what to do. I had something like art, local artists in Chicago. So I did like my own little label thing, but you know, nothing big. And then I, I was like, well, how do I get this out to more people? How do I get it to the world? And then I know I was online one day. I was working. I did security at this company, but I basically sat at a computer. So I'm like, I just went online all day. And I found something called mp3.com, which is like the original SoundClick. 
And I basically started putting beats up there and because I saw the producers were up there and I started getting paid for the amount of, you know, spins or, or clicks that I was getting in, in plays. So I was, you know, I was getting these little checks and I'd get a check for like 60 bucks after like a few months. I'm like, man, this is awesome. I'm getting paid for my music and they stopped paying people. So I decided to go through some emails and find all these different artists saying like, how much do you want for this beat? And I started selling beats online, like exclusive. And it got to a point where I was like one of the most well-known producers online. You know, I'm kind of skipping forward. I don't want to bore you guys, but, and you know, I had fans across everywhere, but um, then like the economy started getting pretty bad and people couldn't afford my prices. So that's when I came up with the idea for beat leasing. So a lot of people then don't know that I'm one of the originators of beat leasing online. So, and that's basically you, you're making it affordable for an artist to grab a beat online and put it on their albums, you know, streaming, you know, for under, you know, under 50 bucks, under, you know, sometimes 30 bucks. And I, from there, that's when I really grew my audience and I started getting noticed in like different countries. And then the first company that reached out to me that found me online was a, a company called Midway Games. And they were coming, they came up with this game called NBA Ballers which was a one-of-a-kind game where you actually not only play basketball against people, but you live the lifestyle. So you upgrade your chain, your clothes, and all this cool stuff. And they took me down. I was actually based in Chicago, and they took me down to the studio, and I got to see like how, how it worked and all the different you know parts that go into it. And they said, so we're basically going to give you these scenes, and we want you to really be the person behind the music. So that was like my first big industry gig. So I think I made like 25000 which was awesome for my first, you know, major gig. And then that, so I, I ended up getting like 20 songs in there and then, or no, 20 beats and then five songs in there. And what was cool is we used to tag our beats and they actually kept my tags on the beat. So anytime someone plays, like hear Wishmaster, you know? So people hit, people hit me up all the time. And I remember hearing your name and then, and then from there, I ended up doing some more games like NARC and maybe NBA Ballers 2 and 3 and then I forgot LA Rush and a bunch of other games. And then I got noticed by a uh, gentleman named Louis Chris, who was working on uh, his album called Disturbing the Peace 2. And I ended up getting a song on there. And then from there, I got noticed by more people, Nelly. I uh, started working with Nelly. So I ended up moving to St. Louis and I worked with Nelly, Nelly pretty heavy. I think we ended up doing like 30 something songs. Um, ended up getting something on his, a couple on his album. And then from there, Sky's the Limit, I ended up doing a song with a Lonely Island featuring T-Pain called I'm on a Boat. That's the song I was uh, nominated for. Yeah, just for, I mean, I, I worked with so many people in the industry, you know, you already kind of mentioned them, but I mean, there's, there's a, there's a huge list of, and this was all for me, this guy who just sat doing security that put his beats online. And that brings me to my point of, you know, you, you can get noticed the more music you put out there. It's not, you know, instead of chasing people, people will come to you. If your music's good enough, it's going to rise to the top. You know, and you had, as long as you're putting the hustle into it. And then, yeah, from there, I moved to LA and I, I ended up actually getting an education over 10 years ago. I, uh, I was the first person to put a beat making program inside of a college. And then I, I ended up doing my own production program inside of college here in Nashville, which I recently left. But yeah, but I've, I've been in education. I actually uh, coach a lot of producers online and yeah, it's been a lot of fun and still working in the industry. So like I, like you said, I just finished up on Tech Nine's album that's uh, finished or that's going to be released in next month. So. Yeah, there's a awesome, short story. <laughs> That's super cool. I mean, I, I only have one one question for you based on that. How did it feel to to be on a boat? <laughs> it felt great, man. I actually <laughs> bought I just bought my first boat last year, which is fun. So, yeah, everybody always says like, oh yeah, he made that song. Now he has a boat. So. <laughs> That's great. Cool, man. That's that's so awesome. So you know, so one thing that. I think it's probably through osmosis, even like through being in the industry for this long and from literally going from scratch to building up the career that you have, there's a lot of, I'd be curious on your perspective on like, what were like the key leverage moments and like what, what advice you have 
for musicians right now who maybe are like listening to this or, or struggling and they're kind of at the earlier stage that you were at and you know they're they're working on their beats, they're working on their music, but they don't really have a network built yet. They have limited funds, limited money. You know, what are some of the, the most important things that they can do right now to, to reach the next level? So one thing that I, I could kind of, I, you know, I teach people from mistakes. So even though I told you this nice story of everything, like there's so many bad things that happened to me during this, this whole situation. You know what I mean? One thing I would tell artists is um, first, learn the business, you know, learn how the music business works, you know, copyrights, what does that mean? Publishing, you know, splits. Like if you do, if you work with somebody, which definitely collaborate with people, that's, that's one thing I would do. That doesn't cost you anything, but know how to, you know, do split sheets. So if something comes down the road, you know, you, you both are paid fairly performance royalty organizations, like make sure you sign up, understand what that is. Those are some of the things I didn't know. And that's how I got screwed. So I, I ended up not getting royalties on some of the songs I did because I would sign them over, you know, I didn't know what work for hire meant. And, you know, some people still don't know what that means. You know, work for hires basically say, I'm going to pay you outright for everything. You don't ever make back end money. And so that's not something that like a, someone who's a writer who's writing music, you would not sign a work for hire. That would be like an engineer, somebody that's doing the job. And then, they, you know, from there, they don't get anything off it unless there's a deal worked out. So that's, I mean, that's, that's something you could do right now. You know what I mean? Like through, you know, there's courses you could take or, you know, or YouTube or whatever, but that's, that's something you should definitely get into first. <laughs> is learn a business. And another thing, a mistake I made, I, I never put my best beats up because I always just thinking, you know, if I put my best music out there and all of a sudden, you know, one of these, like Eminem comes along and, and is going to want that beat. I already put it out there. He's not going to want it. That's not how it works. You know what I mean? You want to put your best music out there. So even as an artist or as a producer, you, you want people to hear your great music because that's how you're going to get noticed. That's how you're going to gain fans. And, and who knows, you know, that great beat could end up in Eminem's hand through that way. If you hold it in your, you know, on your hard drive and it never gets heard, you know, music changes all the time. The style, genres, everything, everything's always, always changing, you know, and you might, that beat might not have any, you know, relevance at that time, you know, if you hold it for a year. So yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Put up, put up music. You know, I, I always hear artists like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to drop an album next year. I'm going to wait. I'm just going to drop a couple songs. Like I'm not just drop all that stuff. Keep working. Yeah. You know, the more creative you are and the more you work, the better you get, you know, the more yeah. you practice. So that, that that's a really good thing that I'd love to drill into is that that tendency to procrastinate on releasing the music or putting it out there because it seems like that is something that is really prevalent because it's scary to, to release music and to put yourself out there when, in your songs and so I'd, I would love to hear your perspective on on that like if someone is kind of at that point where they're like they have a new song and they want to kind of put it out, but they also feel like, oh, I don't really know what's the best way to put it out. Or they're kind of waiting, they're waiting for something to like kind of put it out. What, what would your advice be to them? I mean, you could, if you're, if you're really that worried, I mean, I'm, I live by YOLO. You only live once, but that's me. I'm just, I put it out there. Sometimes I put beats out there. I'm like, man, this is very experimental. I don't know. Or even a song I do with somebody. And then people are like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? And even uh, Will I Am, I saw him at the BMI Awards one time, and he's like, everybody's like, man, you, you know, this is when he had all these hits, just one after another. And like, how do you know you have a hit? He's like, I, I don't know I have a hit. I just put the music out there. I loved it, and it did what it did, you know? And sometimes you have to do that approach. But if you're really at that point, you're like, I don't know, maybe you're a newer artist or something, maybe put it on SoundCloud and let, let some people hear it first. Maybe just send it to some, you know, go into some, like, you know, there's free music boards that you can, you know, have message boards, and you can put your song in there and ask for positive feedback or, or any feedback. And sometimes, yeah, you're going to get haters. It's just going to happen. But kind of like, 
you'll learn how to filter through that stuff because you're going to be people are going to actually be jealous of you and they're going to be like no this sucks you need to take this down you know <laughs> but you know you, you when you start hearing people put it on social media and just kind of share it around a little more if you're scared i guess you wouldn't put it on social but if you if you feel it 100 and you really like what you did i mean i would say just go all the way put it put it on the streaming you know sites put it on you know i don't you know there's distribution tune core distro kit or whatever you know that's my approach i put it all everywhere but if you like if you just want people some people to hear it just so you could see if it's going to do well i guess soundcloud or something like that but like i said i love the i live by yolo you know <laughs> <laughs> right so, I, I mean i think that there, there's a lot of wisdom in, in what you just said in terms of like gathering feedback you know yeah. like yeah, it's sort of like if you want to learn how to let's say that you have a goal like and you want to be successful with your music career, it's kind of like shooting a basketball and making it into the hoop. You know, if you shooting the basketball is kind of like releasing a song. And if you just hold the basketball and you're kind of aiming the whole time, you're like, oh, like, you know, I'm going to like do it like this. And, oh, I've got all these plans to shoot this basketball. And, you know, you never actually shoot the basketball or it takes forever. Like when you do finally shoot the basketball, if it's your first time releasing a new song or it's your first time shooting the basketball, then you know, maybe you'll imagine you'll get really lucky and it'll just go into the hoop and like the first shot but more than likely you're actually going to shoot and it's going to like veer off to the right or no one like it's, it's just not going to connect at all you're like wow okay well i guess the next shot i need to shoot a little bit more to the left and like the feedback from actually you know throwing the basketball and seeing where it landed i think is is so important to like you know to aim and to figure out how you can connect more with the next the next it happens to artists all the time sometimes artists drop a song and might not do as well but then this next song they do might be the hitter you know that happens all the time mm-hmm. so and, you, and while you're finding your sound yeah just look for feedback and you know just just take everything with a grain of salt because there are people that use the internet as therapy and they, they want to just talk shit you know <laughs> you just have to you and you like i said you have to learn how to filter through that stuff you know mm. yeah that's so good so one thing that you spoke to was how important it is to collaborate, how important it is to collaborate and, you know, co-write songs. And, and obviously the music industry, especially, and really like any industry, like a lot of, of it's about learning how to build relationships and build connections with, with people. So how would you recommend that someone who maybe is a little bit earlier on, who doesn't have an established network or, you know, is, is looking to kind of take, take strides with their music career, but doesn't have a network yet, how do they start building um, these relationships with the people that are going to, you know, be instrumental in their, in their success. Yeah. So basically what I would do is reach out to people that you enjoy their music, you know, go listen to, you know, like I said, SoundCloud or whatever, listen, go listen to different artists and find, so like if you're a producer, find an artist you want to collaborate or a song. If you're, you know, an artist, find a producer that you want to collaborate or another songwriter, but just, yeah, find people that you think is, is just as creative you are, as you are. You think that you could, you know, if you're lacking in something, find somebody that can fill in that space. You know what I mean? And tell your, tell your story. Like, don't, you know, I mean, don't, don't be spammy when you reach out to people, people reach out to me all the time. And if, if they really, I feel like gave me a good message and I don't care. I'll go listen to the song, especially with a link and send a link to your music so they can hear what you're working on. Don't just tell a story without having something, you know, something there for them to listen to. And even if you get one out of a hundred, like that one, uh, that one in that hundred might be your ticket. That might be the one collaboration that you did that actually is going to do something for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why I say it. sometimes it takes time. Don't expect everybody to reach back to you. Don't th- get mad at people like, Oh man, they know they don't even like my music. It's sometimes they don't even listen to it, you know? So it, it, that's why I said, take everything with a grain of salt, reach out to people that you enjoy their music. And I'm not talking about like, go reach out to Eminem because chances are Eminem doesn't even run his own social media or whatever. But if you are, 
you know, a music producer and you really are trying to work with bigger artists, you know, I would, I wouldn't reach out to the artists on their social media unless they're, you know, maybe not the biggest artist in the world, go to their manager, find who their manager is and reach out to the manager and say, Hey, I'd love to submit some music. Where can I send some stuff to? Sometimes you'd be surprised. They're like, yeah, send some beats or send some songs or whatever. So I'd say right now, just in the generation we're in, social media is the best way to reach people. Everybody's on social media, everybody, you know, and there's a lot of artists that read their messages, you know what I mean? Or managers or whatever. So yeah, I just reached out to a, a guy the other day. He's a big violinist. And I said, I'd, I'd love to collab with you. And they came back to me and said, yeah, let's do it. So I told him my little story, what I'm doing, and that's it. So Awesome. Yeah, yeah it does seem like that's that's one thing that can be easy to to overlook sometimes is that like we're all we're all humans we're actually real people and and sometimes i mean yeah if you're talking about like eminem or people at that level then like sometimes there are like some major gatekeepers there but he's still a human being and you know you can basically you can reach almost anyone if if you have a game plan you're willing to like you know to be persistent until you can do it well i was going to say too and and, and here's the thing is you know i, I talk to producers and artists all the time like i want to work with this i want to work with eminem and dr Dre and all these people i said why don't you find the next big artist because they're going to be the next person that everybody wants to work with that's the people you find find talent that you really want to work with reach out to them you see they're kind of growing they're working networking hard mm. or maybe they're super talented but you see they're not out there you help them, you guys create music, and then you never know, that could be your next ticket. That could be your next little Nas X, you know what I mean, who picked a beat online and made right. a hit. You know? that's, a, that's a really great point. Yeah, I think that sometimes, I, I know for us with, with Paradise Fears, the, one of the first producers that really took us to the next level was a guy named Jordan Schmidt. And at the time, he was in a similar phase as us. Like he was kind of on the up, up and up and he hadn't, so we connected with him because he had engineered or he had worked on a couple of songs with one of our favorite bands, all time low. And, but he wasn't like the main, you know, like the the big name yet, but yeah, we were able to collaborate with him and connect with him. And now he's just banging out multi-platinum songs left and right in the country, country world. And yeah, I think that what you what you just said is is a really valuable piece of um, advice to you know not necessarily have to the big names. There's gonna be more competition. There's gonna be more because they have an established brand. But if you can, I don't know, look at Wikipedia and see who are the people who helped produce a record that aren't necessarily the name recognition. Maybe that could be a way to start out and to collaborate with people who Sometimes are working with the same artists. Yeah, you can go to Apple Music and it'll show you like the hot songs coming out and it'll be like, you know, names you don't really know yet that are are just kind of blowing up and you can reach out to them or find, go look at the charts on SoundCloud and all these different places and find the artists, you know, find the artists that you really, really think could do something. And then especially if you're bringing now your product there, you guys could do something together, you know, that's collaboration. Awesome. So you mentioned that, you know, you personally get a lot of uh, messages from people who are reaching out. So I'd be curious if you had like two hands and on one hand you have like the worst kind of way to reach out, the ones that are just like an ineffective strategy for communication that just get filtered out right away versus the one that actually just kind of cuts through that speaks to you that you actually that actually can get a response from you. How would you compare those those two? All right. So here, let's do the worst. You know, Hey, my name is blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm, I'm the hottest thing you probably ever heard. Check me out. You can find me here. And it'll say like, find me on Instagram or something. And they'll put their name, no links. And it'll say, you know, I, I could definitely put you on or something. Didn't even do the research. Didn't look at what I did or anything like those type of thing. 
or just say, Hey, we need to work. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be the next best thing. Like that's, that's always like, come on, that's, that's going to turn anybody away. Now that the, the good one is like, Hey, my name is blah, blah, blah. I checked out your feats. I really like what you're doing. I would love to work with you. If you have time, please check out my song um, and let me know, you know, something like that. It's like you introduce yourself, you kind of took interest in something I'm doing and then turn around, give me a link and said, you know, look or say, look forward to hearing you soon or something. You know what I mean? You're not like pushing me to like, Hey, let's, you know, let's do this now or something. So, and uh, you know, chances are most of those I listen to. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast, or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our music mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire Music Mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're gonna have our Music Mentor Spotlight Series. And that's where we're gonna bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now and one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of music mentor and, and maybe the most valuable is that you're going to have this, this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you want to take advantage of the free trial then go click on the link in the show notes right now you can sign up for free uh, from there you can check out all of the amazing content uh, connect with the community and sign up for the live master classes that happen every week this is a gift for listening to our podcast supporting the show um, so don't miss it out go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview yeah that's that's super valuable i think just to like have that that contrast and know like what's what's the right way and what's the wrong way so oh man what else would be like, so you, when you reflect on both yourself and the artists that um, you're working with right now, I mean, especially because here, here's something that we could dig into. Things are changing so quickly in terms of, I don't know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the way that the music industry used to be with record labels and now with the internet and with independent, like really you can directly distribute your music and reach people. If you're in, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, looking out into the future. And obviously there's some things that are, it's the future. So we don't, we don't know what it is yet, but knowing what you know now, based on kind of your experience and based on the things that are shifting right now, what do you think are some of the biggest opportunities that are kind of like waves that, you know, if you kind of swim along with the wave now, rather than doing you know, the, what most people do and kind of trying to chase a wave that's already passed 10 or 20 years ago, um, never catching up to it. If yeah. you're smart and you're kind of looking at what's crested, what's about to crest and how can I get like this momentum and shoot forward? What do you think are a couple of opportunities like that? Uh, well, this is, this is, I know people are sound, this is going to sound more educating yourself. And that's, you know, that's why I said, first thing, learn the business, you know, just the basics, because 
let's say you do get something you don't understand how it works you're going to get screwed over i mean there's so many people that a lot of people that don't do music are the ones who are going to try to make money off you right yeah. and they understand it so they they're going to say hey man i'm going to do this for you and you know you only have to give me like 90 percent of your publishing i just had lunch with justin bieber the other day you know he's really interested i played him a couple of your songs boom you get sit down you get all excited and he's like, yeah, you just got to sign this. And then you sign it. And guess what that manager, let's say that was a manager. All he, all he has to do is sit on his hands for the next year and whatever you're working on, you're, he's going to get paid off of. That's happened to me. So, you know, they throw these big names and, you know, it's take you to a nice lunch and just hunt wine and dine you. And then they turn around and, and do something like that. That's why you, if you know the business, you understand how that works. Also learn your crafts. You know, technology is on your side now. You don't have to. 20 years ago, you'd have to rent a studio and, you know, it might be 50 to $200 an hour and to get the engineering, you're going to be at top of the line mics. Now they make such great microphones for, I mean, under 500 bucks and under a few hundred bucks now, you know, learn your microphones, learn how to, you know, use a microphone so you can record yourself, learn about mixing and even how to make your own beats or even how the beat process works. So you can talk to a producer when you're working with them or find a producer, you know what I mean? To work with, but you know, once you have that knowledge, like, like, I'll just talk about Nelly, like Nelly was, you know, has millions of dollars, but he knew engineering, like he's not, he's not an engineer, but he knew how to talk to his engineer. He'd sit there, Hey, I need you to do this with my voice. Or I need you to add a little EQ or put a little tune there, you know, or I need you to turn me up here. You know what I'm saying? Like he understood how to talk to his engineer, which made his songs come out that much better. The next thing I'll say, and this is for all artists, producers, whoever you need to learn marketing. That's, that's the wave. If you want to talk about the wave, if you know marketing, you could sell your music. All right. That's understanding social media, understanding even the email process. Like as an artist, why would you not want to build a fan base of emails that you can email anytime that you have a show, a release, anything you're selling, merch, whatever it is that you can at the same time, simultaneously just send this bulk email and let your fans know. And that's the next thing is capturing leads, like capture people that, you know, could possibly want to be into your music and that you could you know, form that relationship with. And then, you know, follow up, of course, is part of marketing too, is follow up with people. If they're interested, you need to constantly chase them <laughs> and let them know about anything new you're working on. And the last thing I would say is this, especially in the new wave is to diversify. All right. As an artist, we, you know, most of our time you talk to artists, they think, oh, I just need to make songs and put them on an album and release it and get streaming money. And that's it. And it's like, have you ever heard of sync placements? Do you know, you could sell your songs. Do you know, you can get a ton of sync money you know, from, from having a song in a movie or a video game or a TV show or anything. And that's part of collaboration. Find, you know, this, this is a really good gem. Find, go look up publishing companies. All right. You can find a ton of them online, you know, and find their, and then you can see their list of writers. Those are the people you need to reach out to. All right. And those are the people who are going to answer you more likely and say, Hey, I would love to work with you and work on a song. Guess what? They're already signed to a publisher. If you guys make something together and they pitch it, and ends up getting picked up, you now you have 50% of that song, depending on what you wrote. That's what I did for probably the last five years. I started reaching out to writers on like making songs. And then you're not only do they have, you know, who you could pitch to now you have who they could pitch to. And then, you know, you're more likely to get a record on something. So yeah, definitely diversify no matter what you do as a producer, same thing. You could, you don't have to just make beats for artists. You can write for, you know, movies, video games, TV shows, movie scoring, whatever it is. So. Mm. That's yeah. That's what I'd say. The wave is now marketing and just getting yourself out there. You know. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And I, I, I love marketing. I, th I think that marketing is, is such a. I mean, really, I think entrepreneurship and marketing is is really about finding, a need and finding where you can 
provide value and you can provide a solution to that need. And that's just like how the world moves forward. You know, it's like it's based on those needs. So I think there's a very powerful process involved with entrepreneurship and, and marketing. And uh, love that gem that, that you shared about reaching out to songwriters. Like that's that's brilliant. And specifically the ones that have publishing publishing deals. So that being said, I, I think that one thing that really ties into what we're talking about with marketing and that ties into building a network and building relationships is really this this reaching out process or reaching out system or just like being in the habit of every single day, one of your most important tasks that you do being to reach out to new people or follow up networking. with the right people, networking. Right. So I'd be curious if for you, is that something that you just sort of you know, have fallen into or you just do that naturally? Or is it something where you actually have like a system where it's like, you know, for a while, either still currently or, or like for a while, like you like reach out to X amount of people per day. How, how do you keep track of that? And like, what yeah, you- so I, mine was kind of a branch thing, but like, so like early on in my music career, I had very bad anxiety. Like it was not easy for me to get in studios and stuff because I do, I always thought like, damn, these are artists that are way better than me they're not gonna like my tracks or whatever and then it turned into like fear of flying so like i got opportunities to go to like different countries to go work with people i never did it and i think and then just overcoming that i was just like you know what i can't live like that anymore so i, I kind of i overcame the anxiety and then i started just reaching out to people i'm like the worst thing they can say is no or the worst thing i go in a studio we don't work on something which most of the time you'll work on something but it just might not be a good song and might not get released or whatever and when you start realizing the worst thing that people could say is no it's it doesn't matter to you anymore like if if, if you reach out to somebody they're either not going to hit you back or they're like or they'll say hey not interested most of them they won't even say not interested they might just not hit you back you know but you might like i said you might get that one out of a hundred that does so as somebody like me mine was more of a branch thing like i reached i reached out to a few people and then it just from there is like word of mouth and that's how music is i mean that's how the world works is word of mouth hey who made that track oh that was wish oh where can i find them Boom, here's his number. Here's the same as the artist. Who's that artist? Oh, it's da-da-da. You can check him out on Spotify. You know what I mean? That's So I think once you start reaching out to enough people and you start getting your music out there, enough people hear you, then that word of mouth is going to get you to where you need to go. But if I'd say a number, I'd, I mean, why not? If you if you could take a 30 minutes to an hour out of your time, just, you know, reach out to a, 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 just send out a bunch of emails or send a bunch of posts or, you know, messages, DMs and stuff and see what happens, you know? But find those people that you want to work with. Don't just, just because it's a name, you know, find something that maybe you like about that. Maybe you could tell them about that in your message. Just say, hey, I love your work. I love how you, what you did on this song. I would love to work with you. I think we have a similar style or something like that. You know what I mean? Then it's like a little more, a little more personal. It's just like, it's not, hey, this is blah, blah, blah. I'd love to work. Hit me up. You know, it's like, no, that's not going to work. You know, I spend an hour a day on my emails alone, which do you think I love doing that? <laughs> But I do. I, I I email every single person. I I don't have I don't hire a, a team for me. I I do all my own marketing. So, wow, that's awesome. Time management. Time management is very important. <laughs> yeah, for for sure. Yeah, and I love what you said about you know, what's really like really realistically, what's the worst that can happen? Like if you reach if you reach out to someone and they say no, then you're no worse off than you were before, right? So it's like either they say yes or you're just at the same place that you were before, except. Even like, I think there is a lot of wisdom to the idea of planting seeds, especially 
you know, if you're willing to play the long-term game and you realize it's not just about like a short-term win or short-term fix, but it's about like building a long-term relationship and it's like, you're not going anywhere. You're going to, you're going to keep working at it until you're successful. Then there is a cumulative effect of like reaching out to all these people and planting these seeds. Cause over time, you, even if they subconsciously, the first time they got an email from you, they like, I don't know, filtered it out or they were too busy or whatnot. If you keep showing up and you keep you know growing and you keep being consistent and reaching out, then that seed eventually kind of blossoms into, you know, into an actual plant. And no, so, no one's going to go around, oh, this guy Wish keeps hitting me up, man. Don't work with them. Like, no, people don't go around doing that. There's no, I mean, everybody says a black ball in the industry. Like, there's no such thing. You know what I mean? And I, was, I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, it just... You have to try it. You know what I mean? Like I said, someone who dealt with anxiety for many years, who made a lot of mistakes because of it, mm. it was all it was, it was in my brain. You know what I mean? It was me telling myself I couldn't do it or I wasn't good enough or, you know, or put fear in my head. Yeah. And, and then you find out what's the worst thing that could happen, you know? Right. That's a powerful question. Maybe not I think. an airplane, you know, airplane. That is, that's a, a powerful, a powerful question. I think especially for like, like with anxiety is to ask, okay, like what's, what's like realistically, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen in this situation and coming to terms with that? Like, okay. Like, I guess, hmm. Yeah. If the plane crashed right now, that would suck. You know, I would die. I don't want to die, but yeah. like that's okay. <laughs> like I'll be like, everything is going to be okay. You, you, know, you have think, a better chance of getting in a car accident. So yeah, that, that's, that's definitely true. Yeah. So I, I think that that's, that'd be a really valuable thing to talk through though, because you know, <laughs> you're definitely not alone in having struggled with things. I mean, I know I, I used to struggle with anxiety. It was mostly like social anxiety and that was, I mean, it was, that was a really difficult thing to overcome. You know, I was a very in my own head and kind of, you know, always like overthinking and very nervous. And so I'd be curious, like about your journey with anxiety and how, you know, what for you, like what helped you to get over that? And for anyone who's listening to this right now, who maybe they also, it, to some degree, I think all of us to some degree, like have anxiety and some yeah, it's healthy, some it's unhealthy. Music too. Yeah. Just have a, I have a lot of anxiety and just, I mean, some people, you know, have a social, they can't leave the house and. I think it comes to like we're we're stuck in studios where we're not around a lot of people working on music and that was my whole life. I mean, I've been you know studios with only a few people, and then you start getting out there and like even when I got an education, I'm like I got to teach like 20 people in this room right now, <laughs> you know. Uh, I think what helped me deal with it was first you you really just have to believe in yourself and just tell yourself like like what is the worst gonna happen if they don't like your music, somebody else will, and you'll notice that somebody might not like your song, but the next person might love it. And might say, hey, I have an idea with this. Let's, I know how to turn this into a hit. You know, that's what a good producer is going to do. So I'm not, I'm a beat maker, but I'm also a music producer. My job is taking something and making it better and, and working with, you, you know, from, you know, from the creative side of it to the overall song. And even with beats, if you're a producer and you and you play a beat for someone, sometimes they'll shut that off in like five seconds and you'll be like, oh my God, you're devastated. And then you don't know, like, what if it's, if you're like, if I'm in a studio with Nelly and he just broke up with his girlfriend and I'm playing them like all these love songs, right? He's like, I'm not on this shit, right? He's going to skip it. You don't know what they're going. You don't know what the vibe is right there. So you can't take it personally. And then you, and then next day you might play the same track and he's like, oh, I love this. Why don't you play this for me? And you're like, dude, I just put it. But that happens all the time too. So overcoming that, you know, just putting yourself down and saying like, you're just not good enough or people aren't going to like your music. I think that helps. Exercise. I think it's huge. You know, I'm not gonna tell everybody to go out there and run 50 miles, but you know, putting those endorphins inside of you and just like waking up in the morning, just going for a walk at least, you know, sometimes that, that, or no, I guess sometimes that always helps with anxiety for me. Mm -hmm. If I'm feeling a little anxious, you know, just going out for that walk, sweating it out yeah. is great. I think just in music in general, you know, for being, you're getting creative and stuff. Oh, I'm trying to think what else 
I think, I think it was just mindset and just, like I said, exercise and just, you know, realizing that the worst thing that could happen is not the worst thing in the world, you know? So mm. talk to other people, yeah. you know, I mean? like find somebody that you trust and kind of, you know, like you don't have to sit there and tell them everything, but just maybe tell them what you're going through. You're just like, man, I feel like this, you know, whether it's a brother, sister, wife, husband, whatever, or a good friend, just tell them about it. Don't hide it either. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I hit it my whole life. Like I was embarrassed. I'm like, I have a disease, you know, it's not a disease that a lot of people deal with this. People deal with it in different ways, but sometimes talking about it, I mean, is really going to get it off your chest and you're going to feel a lot better. So. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I think with anxiety, especially it's, it's something that tends to like thrive in darkness or it tends to like hide. Yeah. And it's, it's like, there's like, like you said, there's an embarrassment around it. And so, yeah. you know, shining a light on it seems to you know, evaporate. It's kind of like, I've heard it just, um, at this analogy before of that. It's kind of like a fog where fog, you know, it can really like be super cloudy. It can seem so big and it can just surround like, wow, like I can't even see where I'm going. And, but if you condensed all of that fog into actual water, it would feel like less than a cup of water yeah. so yeah i think that there is something like really powerful about the idea like the mind can really like blow yeah, this out of proportion and, and what happens when people go into panic mode is their their body's actually fighting what they think is going on so if you tell yourself this is going on your body's like oh, i gotta fight this i gotta get this out of my body so that's why you get the like your heart goes faster or whatever and i think that's when people are just freak out they just don't want to go anywhere yeah and you know one thing i think too what i told myself when i used to like i get like panicky sometimes i just say you know what how many times have you gone through that? Has anything ever really happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, no, it hasn't. You did it to yourself. So it, you know, it comes with just experience. And like I said, try those things and, and don't, and you're not alone because a lot of people in the world, but especially in music deal with it. So, yeah. Yeah. And one thing I, I want to um, reiterate too, that you said that I think is, is really powerful is going going for a walk. You know, yeah. It's, it's something that I've, I feel like I've noticed this habit from a lot of like who I think are some of the most intelligent people who've accomplished some of the most incredible things. Like uh, Albert Einstein was like a huge walker. Like, you know, that's yeah. just part of his thing. Like he would go for walks regularly throughout the day and like Steve Jobs as well. And, and there's even, there's a book called the spark that really ties into what you're saying about like exercise and just movement and walking in general, where they did a lot of science around when people would go for walks or when they would go for runs. It's actually what got me to start running. I used to, I never would have thought that I would enjoy running. Like I always grew up thinking that running was the worst part of every sport. And like, why would you run you know, for fun or just for any reason? Running is not my thing, but yeah, I know what you're saying, but then now you enjoy it because you're like, okay, I now I need to see what it does. Like I like lifting weights. That's my thing. I'm like, it, yeah. I love it. Great. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think that that book, The Spark, was a big piece of that because it really spoke to what you're we we're talking about. I talked about the brain science of I think it's called like BDNF, BDNFN, or I'm totally probably butchering that. But the point was that they actually did these studies on people before and after they went for a walk, and they gave them like tests, and the people who had just gotten back from a walk performed like 35 percent better than people yeah. you know who were just like sitting down for an extended period of time so the takeaway of going for a walk does a lot of really healthy things for our brain not just for our, our body it gives you energy it motivates you i mean and that's we're creative people so that's what you need you need to fuel that stuff so yeah awesome so one thing that it sounds like you have a ton of experience and that i think is like a really powerful thing to master as a musician is one, like, you know, reaching out and, and finding people to collaborate with, but then the actual process of, let's say that you're collaborating with a songwriter to write, to write a song. What would you say are like some of the, the best practices to 
be the best collaborator that you can be and to show up and provide, you know, value for, for the other person. Let's say that you do get an opportunity where it's like, man, like you actually have a shot where you're meeting with someone who has a publishing deal and they're like a level ahead of you. How do you make sure that you're really fully prepared to make the most out of that opportunity? If you're working in person, definitely show up on time or early. I hate when people show up late like this. Oh my, it's then you're like, you, you have this little thing like, man, I'm going to work with you, but like, it's kind of annoyed with you right now. And listen, all right, don't be the egotistical person in the room that's, oh, it has to be like this. No, this is it. This is, you know what I mean? Like, listen, be open-minded, especially when you work with another writer. Don't be afraid to put out your ideas. I know a lot of people do, they hold back. Like, I don't know if this is going to be good or whatever. And just, yeah, I mean, and be as honest as you possibly can. And this is, whether you work an artist, producer, anybody, you have to be honest because if you're not, that song is going to be the one that gets hurt, not you. You know, I mean, well, which is going to turn going to happen. That's another mistake I made when I worked with bigger artists, I would sometimes be like, well, they're bigger than me. I'm not going to sit there and tell them I don't like this shit. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden the song just turns out horrible. And it's like, this is not even gonna make the album. Like we just wasted all these hours and I could have just said something. And that happened to me one time. And after that, I was like, I'm just going to be honest and you don't have to be insulting though. And that's another thing when you work with, you know, if you're collaborating, don't insult somebody. You don't, you don't have to like, don't, don't use the word whack and like, oh, that shit sucks. Or, you know, like then it's like, you know, especially when you're creative that's that throws an artist off a producer whoever you're working with and that's they're just going to be turned off after that so yeah i think those are my main things if you're collaborating with somebody online it would be the same way but like maybe meet up on zoom instead of just saying hey i'm going to send you a track you do your thing and send it back have a meeting and talk about like let's come up with like what's the idea what do we you know what's going to be the subject what are we going after you know what i mean it's good to actually put like a plan together when you're creating a song and that's why I love this, you know, studio vibe. Like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I send a beat and they make a song and that's it. But, you know, being in the studio, actually collaborating with somebody, just, it just has that, you know, that great, you know how it is. It's, it's that great feeling and, and that creativity that's in the room. So, but we have Zoom. Use Zoom, you know. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, dude, I think that Zoom... Zoom is such an awesome opportunity. With Modern Musician, you know, we have a team of 24 coaches and all of us are work remotely, you know, and my business partner that you know, I worked with for like two years, I feel like I knew him like a brother. We had never met in person until, you know, like a year and a half later. So being able to, you know, reach out to people like you described and making that a part of just like your regular process and going to a Zoom meeting, I think is a really powerful opportunity because you don't have to live in LA. You don't have to live in Nashville. Right. I mean, it's, it's great to be in person. It, it really like, yeah, it's great to meet them in person, but like, Zoom, but this gives you the opportunity, you know what I mean? It, it really does. Yeah. To have like the FaceTime and to really interact and connect with people. Yeah. I, I mean, I coach, I've coached thousands of producers online and I mean, they're you know, Portugal, Spain or wherever it's, it's so cool. And then you, you get all these people and then you just vibe together. You're all talking about different stuff and you know, that's, to me, that's what education is, is just learning from others. You know, when I first got into education, you know, you couldn't have told me students can teach me anything. I'm like, what are they going to teach me? Man, they would like, hey, have you checked out this new song or this new style of you know, music? And it like opened up my mind like, damn, I'm actually becoming a better producer from helping others, you know? <laughs> mm. So, Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I know that there's a lot of science and studies around the impact that like teaching other people has on your own ability to learn to the point that like you know if you teach someone else how to do something then you're actually probably the person who benefits most in terms of learning like you know you're going to having to communicate it does some things in in your brain that that really help you to dial it in exactly yeah cool man so 
I know you have a ton of experience. You really have like a, a community of producers that um, you serve in a big way, and you've you know you've connected with a lot of producers, and you've seen some of the common challenges, the common mistakes. And I think that there's probably going to be a good amount of people who are listening or watching this right now who are producers themselves. So you know, I know that there's going to be quite a few people who are here who have who are like looking or interested in production, but probably mostly from the kind of singer songwriter point of view or they want to learn how to produce themselves so that they can if they do you know start working with another producer they're able to kind of hold their own or communicate the way that you talked about nelly being able to communicate with the engineer where would you recommend kind of starting out like if someone you know, wanted to take their production and like maybe self-production to the next level yeah i would i mean i'd say you know get I mean, of course, practice. I, I don't have a course right now. I'm actually working on it right now. So I'm actually working on a full production course online where I'm going to teach beat making, marketing, you know, advanced beat making, stuff like that. But right now, yeah, I mean, there's there's courses out there, I'm sure, that teach you beat making. And, you know, if you're already making beats, like, I would follow the, because so many producers are doing YouTube videos now, follow the producers that you like are the ones that you know are, like, selling a ton of beats. Look, they're showing their skills. Like, they're showing, like, these tricks, like watch what they're doing, you know, and educate yourself through going to charts and finding the top producers online. And, you know, like you go to beatstars.com right now, and I'll tell you all the top beat sellers, like that's a huge gem. Listen to what they're working on, see what is like at the hottest right now. And I'm not saying copy them, but maybe find like something that you could do that sounds like that, or that's in that genre of music and put, you know, use that to put online and, you know, and learn marketing techniques. It doesn't have to be beat selling marketing techniques. It could just be how to market, you know what I mean? How to market uh, e-commerce, how to sell music online or sell something online. You know what I mean? I'm really big into funneling. So I know funnels are awesome. That's, I mean, that's, I guess that's pretty much it. Like just learn these things, just keep educating yourself and, and keep practicing. You know, that's, I think that's the number one thing from being in education and teaching producers and stuff is they, if you don't hold them accountable, they won't work on it. And I think that's the that's the thing that's wrong about just watching videos is that, you know, the YouTube video is not going to hold you accountable. And that's why I think what's great about, you know, if you had class tomorrow, I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to it. I'm like, did you work on it? How many beats did you make today? And like, oh, I only made zero, you know, one or whatever. Like, dude, I told you to make five. Like, what's, you know, what's going on? Do you want this? Do you have the passion for it? You know, and I kind of like bust their balls a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's what I would say is like, just, keep educating yourself and, and get better at what you're doing, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. So, I mean, looking forward to, to seeing the course when it comes out, let's definitely stay in touch and, you know, I'd love to contribute and help you when you're ready to launch it, maybe come back, circle back and, and share it with people. Yeah, I'll be interviewing you next. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But I'll be looking forward to that. This has been a lot of fun and, and definitely uh, appreciate you taking the time to come on here and, and share some lessons that you've learned. Yeah, I think that, yeah, kind of circling back to the beginning, if you are listening to this right now or, you know, you're you're looking to take your music career to the next level, then probably one of the number one things that you possibly can do is to find people who've accomplished the thing that you want to do or people who've had that, that success and just surround yourself with them and just like, you know, either directly reach out to them and connect with them, you know, find out how you can provide value to those people and just like, you know, get in the same room as them and Maybe what that looks like at the beginning is just like listening to podcasts like this. But yeah, I think that you're a great example of that again, of like, you know, who you are speaks um, even louder than, than what you're saying. What you're saying is also great, but, but also just, you know, that, that comes from the roots of your story and, and who yeah. you are and the experience. So yeah, man, that's just a long winded way of saying, appreciate you. Say, Thanks. 
Yeah. I was gonna say one thing too. You you just said it. You said provide value. I think that's a that's a key takeaway. Is if you are gonna reach out to people, provide value before you ask for something. So if you, I mean, instead of just asking someone, hey, you know, I'm trying to get on. Can you help me? Like that's like, hey, I've been, you know, I'm a graphic guy or something. I would love to do some free graphics for you if you could just take some time and maybe meet with me and help me with, you know, I'm I can't sell this or I don't know what to do with my music. You know, now you provided value to me. I'm like, man, maybe I need some graphic work or whatever it is. Or maybe you do copyright for emails. It could be anything. Or maybe you're a songwriter. Just if you could provide value, that's going to go a lot further than you just asking for something. So absolutely. That's the ticket. That's <laughs> that ticket for sure is like figuring out if you're asking yourself the question, you know, how can I provide value or more value in the situation? Then you're like way ahead of the game. <laughs> like you're moving in, in the right direction. And, and yeah, that makes it probably a thousand times more likely that you're going to get a response if you reach out to someone and you've done your research to figure out how can you provide value to that person and you just right. offer to provide value. You know, you can even do it like when you're early starting out just to do it with no strings attached for it's just like if someone just reached out and if someone reached out to me right now and was like, hey, you know, I've got a lot of experience at editing videos and or I've got a lot of experience at this thing and I just wanted to reach out and say I really, you know, I'd, like what you're doing and I want to be a part of it and I'd be happy to like hear some of my work. I would love to you know connect more and you know, ha- and help you out with doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like 100% like they'd cut through the notes, right? That's what I'm saying. That's providing value is always going to go a lot further than you just asking for something and just, you know, say, oh, I, I need help. Okay. Well, <laughs> and a good example of that too is there's a, there's a person who's like a, a really is like a fan of a new music project that I just released the the first couple of songs for and it's a brand new project and so you know it's been the in the first songs that are released in a couple of years since I stopped touring full-time with, with my band so it's you know for me it was like really exciting but also uh, kind of scary you know now that we also have this platform with modern musician I want to be a good role model for like our artists as well and I'm really excited and, and grateful for you know how, how it's gone for the first the first couple of songs we've done like a live release party but there's 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 this guy named Don Semsey and Don is you know I think every artist like has a Don Semsey or has someone who's just like all about it and just like the ultimate uh fan of the music and you know he's like his profile picture is like him with like the graphics in the background and he was a great example of someone who just showed up and was just like how can i how can i provide value i want to be involved and and now i'm actually doing like coaching with him in exchange for him doing some executive assistant work for me personally and you know it just i wouldn't have it definitely wouldn't have happened like for, for me to like to do like the type of coach I'm doing with him right now, I just, it it just wouldn't happen at all. The only reason it's happening is because, you know, he reached out first and he was like so focused on, on providing value that now, you know, and also I think that he comes from very humble like places. Like he's lives in a, a trailer park right now and he's, you know, really looking to really looking to, to transform and to grow and I, yeah. I see him and I'm like, man, like these can be like a great uh, success story for, you know, for Harmonic Human, which is like a, a new coaching program that I'm you know, planning on launching with, with a new music project. Very and cool. so the, the point, the point was exactly what you just said that like that focusing on providing value is like the key, the key thing. I think it's a great, it's, it's the way to build relationships and to, you know, long-term win, win the game. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had music producers reach out to me and say, Hey man, I would love to, you know, I, I really need help 
selling beats and get, I really want to be a music producer. Could I, you know, I would do anything like help you with whatever you're working on. Just if you could help me, you know, but I'm like, all right, cool. So, I mean, and then I'd bring them on. I said, all right, what you're going to do right now is you're going to upload my beats for the week. And I have people like, no, man, that's not helping me at all. I'm like, okay, forget it. You know, people, some people don't understand by helping me do that. You're going to learn the process of what I do. So people think, oh, well, that's just free labor. It's like, no, you're actually going to learn the way. Just like, you know, it's the Miyagi technique with Karate Kid. You know what I mean? He might be, you might be working with him, but you're actually, he's teaching you something in the process. And I think that's, that's tough. Some people just can't get past that. They just want you to jump in and be like, all right, yeah. So first thing you're going to do is just put your beats up and then people are just going to buy them. There you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some people are looking for that, just that special button to push, you know? Mm. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> wax on, wax off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Well, hey, man, again, I super appreciate you taking the time to be here and to share uh, some of the lessons that you've learned. And for anyone who is listening or watching this right now who wants to connect more or reach out to you directly or like just stay stay connected with what you're doing, what would be the best place for them to learn more? Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to check out my website, it's wishmasterbeats.com. That's W-Y-S-H, masterbeats.com. Hit me up. Instagram is the best way I get back to people on there. It's just wishmasterbeats. I am doing something amazing right now. It's an offer for artists. It's five free beats that you could release. You know, you pay me no profits. You keep your royalties. And all you do is put your email in and you're going to get some cool emails with value. And uh, that's, you can find that at wishmasterbeats.com backslash freebeats. So... That yep. is awesome. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> thank you for doing that for putting that together. I think that's that's super. Uh, that's like a no brainer. So we'll definitely put the the links and the show notes in the description so you can go check those out and get the five five free beats. And yeah, man, appreciate appreciate you coming on here. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Oh, you too. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then that'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.